My name is DJ Buster Catfish Bongo Boy. My name is MC Junior Pegleg Zirconium. And despite the fact that we're a pair of old blues men, this show has got nothing whatsoever to do with the blues. Instead, it's an edition of the show entitled... Blue. <laughs> it's part of our rainbow collection. It's blue. <laughs> yes. As you pointed out, listeners, we've been filleting out from the music... Just filleting out the blues yes. from blue. It's quite hard to find tracks about the colour blue without it including is. a blues track. I think we've managed to do that this week. You can be the judge. Blue is the colour between violet and green on the optical spectrum of visible light. Wavelength 450 to 495 nanometers. Frequency between 670 and 610 THZ. In US and European polls, it is chosen by almost half of men and women as their favourite colour. Blue is the colour most commonly associated with the masculine. Intelligence, knowledge, calm and concentration, harmony, faithfulness, confidence, distance, infinity, imagination, cold, and sometimes with the blues. I woke up this morning. <laughs> do, 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 do. GJ Bongo boy still not dead. I'm a prison musical boom bass and I ain't got no bread. I'm talking about the boom bass blues. Beautiful. Yeah. Touching. Thanks. If slightly uh, mutinous. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> hint of mutiny. What of it? Well, the best blues tracks have a hint of mutiny. They do, they do. Mm. Uh, in between all of the Azure tracks, we do have MC Junior Pegleg Zirconium and his Unnecessary News. That's right. Once upon a time, in a certain country, there lived a king whose palace was surrounded by a spacious garden. But though the gardeners were many and the soil was good, his garden yielded neither flowers nor fruits, not even grass or shady trees. The king was in despair about it when a wise old man said to him, Your gardeners do not understand their business, but what can you expect of men whose fathers were cobblers and carpenters? How should they have learned to cultivate your garden? You're right, cried the king. Therefore, continued the old man, you should send for a gardener whose father and grandfather have been gardeners before him. And soon your garden will be full of green grass and gay flowers, and you will enjoy its delicious fruit. <laughs> we have some of those delicious fruits for you right now. Oh, we do. Segway. <laughs> Seamless. Yeah, Seamless. <laughs> We're going to start by playing a track from an artist who I think epitomises everything that the show stands for, really, because he's got um, he has one foot in the past, one foot in the future. A little tongue in his cheek as well. He likes a bit of humour. This is the great Ed MX, otherwise known as DMX Crew, from a 2010 album called Way Funk, and this is the track called Mr. Blue.
listeners in Wales of a certain age may recognise that from their childhood. That was from Miri Moa, Welsh TV. Also, you might know it as Blue Bottle from the Frank Barclay group, originally on the Chapel Music label. And before that, DMX Crew with Mr Blue from their album Wave Funk. Mm. That's a strong start. Oh, yes. This is Project Moonbase, a weekly show you can download from projectmoonbase.com. There are numerous ways in which you can contact the show, including Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase, or Facebook, facebook.com slash projectmoonbase. Now we're going to play a track from a band who are most famous for giving us the gift of popcorn. Gershon Kingsley was the gentleman who wrote the tune, but Hot Butter with the band who really threw it out there. It's become an iconic tune, and it's one of our show favourites. In fact, we've done a whole show about the track, projectbeambase.com slash popcorn. They also did a cover of a very, very well-known blue-themed tune by a certain Mr Neil Diamond.
So there, as we mentioned, with their rendition of Song Sung Blue, and a somewhat low-key version it is. I... Yes, I think we both quite enjoy tunes that slightly undermine the authority of the original, which <laughs> I think that one does a little bit. It's a bit naff. It certainly undermines the incredible cheeriness of the original because it has a slightly maudlin quality, which, of course, Mm. mm, I like. And if you see the picture of the gentlemen who make up Hot Butter, which you could do on the liner notes of a reissued CD, there's a whiff of sadness (laughs) coming off them, I think. Maybe it's my imagination. Yes. It's hard to make those synthesizers go. I mean, I know you might be saying to yourself, those sounds are a little bit weedy, but that takes some work. Mm. And it probably takes a lot of pot noodles. Yes, it certainly looks like it. Beautiful. What a number. What a number. Mm. We'll be returning very shortly with more beautifully blue tracks, but before that, it's time for us to head into the cloudless sky of unnecessary news. Indian police force thief to eat over 40 bananas. (laughs) Strange. What was his crime? I'm about to tell you. (laughs) This happened in Mumbai's capital city of Maharashtra, A 25-year-old man grabbed a three-foot-long golden chain. Now, that's a pretty long chain. Mm. That is a long chain. What is that? Two metres? It's one metre. Grabbed a, let's say, one-metre gold chain off the neck of a woman on the street. Officers saw the crime and chased the man. During the pursuit, he swallowed the chain. Ooh, do you think it's one of those big fat chains that gangster rappers <laughs> like? Like a rope? I hope not. Yeah, so do I. For his sake. During the pursuit, he swallowed the chain. <laughs> Moments later, the police caught him. After denying he was guilty... Officers took him to the hospital for x-rays, which revealed the chain in his stomach. Mm, No arguing with that. (laughs) After administering two enemas without success... (laughs) Without success, doctors suggested surgery to retrieve the stolen jewellery. Steady (laughs) on. Crumbs. It's going to come out one way or the other, let's face it. After learning the surgery would cost over $500, police officers changed tactics and went to a local market where they purchased... 48 bananas, which they proceeded to feed to the criminal throughout the day. They're really, really committed to this, aren't they? <laughs> they are. In a way that seems maybe too much, I don't know. There's a precision in that purchase that makes you think they may have done this before. Oh, yeah. Exactly how many bananas do you need? Well, 48. <laughs> not 50, not 40. 48. After consuming all the bananas, the perpetrator passed the necklace. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Authorities made him retrieve the jewellery from the toilet, clean and disinfect it, before returning it to its right owner. I'm not sure she'd want it back after that. In July of 2015, another chain was retrieved from a criminal's Ah. bowels after he was force-fed two dozen bananas and nine glasses of milk laced with laxatives. (laughs) In April of 2015, officers forced a criminal to eat over 60 bananas. How is this possible? In order to dislodge a stolen chain containing a large pendant, the victim had a jeweller professionally clean the item before selling it to a new unsuspecting owner. So buyer beware there. If you see any suspiciously cheap-looking jewellery from Mumbai, now you know why. Oh, dear. I'm never buying a gold chain again. I'm never swallowing another gold chain, i tell you that. This seems a tad cruel, but on the flip side, bananas grow from uh, an underground rhizome. Oh. So there's that. How about a nice smart suitcase that follows you around? You'll never have to carry a bag again. This is from NUA Robotics, an Israeli robotics company. It's been showing off its smart suitcase prototype. The carry-on suitcase connects via Bluetooth. Inevitably, every time I hear Bluetooth, I just think pirate, don't you? Yep. 
I use Bluetooth. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Bluebeard. Maybe there's a pirate called Bluetooth. How do you know? <laughs> I am a pirate called Bluetooth because I can't grow a beard and my teeth are terrible. <laughs> Due to terrible 18th century dentistry. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to go more than 10 feet away from my ship. That's the range of Bluetooth. Something like that. Yeah. See, that level of technical detail is, is lost on me. <laughs> anyway, uh, blah, 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 Bluetooth, waffle, waffle, smartphone app. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> so you'll always know where your suitcase is because it follows you around like a dog or an emotional support turkey. <laughs> Only it doesn't drop any luggage plops. <laughs> that is a benefit. That's true. Although, I don't know, maybe they could add that as a feature. Yeah. Be dropping little tiny suitcases. <laughs> mm. A coin purse. How cute. The suitcase itself has a built-in camera sensor, <laughs> and it can follow you around through an airport. You might never have to drag your own luggage ever again. Besides being able to follow you around the carry-on suitcase can charge your devices, because it's got a USB on there, and, and it's also got an anti-theft alarm. So if it sees somebody that it doesn't like the look of, it can have a little luggage panic. Mm. Does it have a built-in taser as well? <laughs> taser on the handle. I don't think they're quite that aggressive. Any object that has two wheels, we want it to be smart and robotic, says CEO and co-founder. <laughs> Do we? Alex Libman. Apparently he does. Yeah. Not just smart, smart and robotic, but just things with two wheels. If you've got three wheels, yeah. he doesn't care about you. No. Like a shopping cart, that becomes automated. It could just follow you around the store as you do your weekly shop. Which is amazing and fun as long as you never have to go anywhere near steps. It's like a much, much less menacing Dalek, isn't it? Yes. It's not trying to kill you, but it's certainly not going to follow you up a flight of steps. That's why we need a suitcase drone. Yeah. That just sort of hovers behind you. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Good idea. Mm -hmm. That is a genuinely good idea. And finally... Just a side note, if you enjoy laughing at science, and I know you do, you might enjoy the Annals of Improbable Research House magazine. Oh. It's the house magazine of the Ig Nobel Prize. Ah, I didn't know there was one. Well, there wasn't until just recently. Oh. It's available now via the internet as a PDF. You can subscribe to it if you want. There's a link on projectmoonbase.com, and it features articles such as this one, The Self-Defense Wig. <laughs> this is Dr. Nakamatas. You may know Dr. Yoshiro Nakamatsu, also known to most of the public as Dr. Nakamatas. I don't know why he's got two names yeah. that are quite similar. Well, that's why he's such a genius. That's why he's a genius. <laughs> one version of his name has an extra U on, and the other one doesn't. Dr. Nakamatas of Tokyo is likely the world's most prolific inventor with more than 3,500 patents. His wig for use against attackers is a simple device described in a patent wig for self-defense japan patent granted to dr yoshiro nakamatas the patent's technical drawings reproduced here are perhaps sufficient to explain the nature and power of the self-defense wig now i i know you can't see them listeners go to projectmemes.com and follow a link i'm sensing the power exactly i am looking at them so let me assure you that the drawings may very well be sufficient to explain the nature and power of the self-defense wig. One, surprise attack. Surprise, I'm bald. Two, wig attack. Surprise, you don't expect this wig. Three, attack attack. Surprise, yes, this wig is a weapon. Prepare to be subdued. Now, many of Dr. Nakamata's other inventions are celebrated in the marvelous documentary The Invention of mm. Dr. Nakamata's, which I've seen. He's mm. good. He's a character. He certainly is. Have you yes. seen that documentary? I have seen him in action on television. He has, he's produced a wide variety of 
improbable inventions over the years, but they are all essential, I think, to modeling. Some of them are bonkers, but he, in case you're thinking this is just some sort of lunatic, these are patents, they don't just hand them out to anybody. He licensed the floppy disk to IBM <laughs> and made a ton of money off that. Yeah, wow. He was also awarded an Ig Nobel Prize for nutrition in 2005 for photographing and analysing every meal he's consumed during a period of 34 years. <laughs> a streak which has now been extended to 44 years. 44! 44! Call back. So you can get the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, if you go to improbable.com forward slash magazine. I'm going to sign up right now. You have been used. Thank you, MC Junior Pegleg Zirconium. Thank you. For that highly unlikely selection of news stories. There'll be more on next week's show. Sky blue. Iced cocktails and aeroplanes and t-shirts. Clean washing and toothpaste on eyes. Finland and Scandinavia at war over an ice block. Swimming pools and old police cars. Snapping beaks and eggshells in nests. Penelope's Tupperware. Hanna-Barbera and disused derelict seal pools. Clean hair and chewing gum. Baby boys with dummies, walking after a good night's sleep on a clean sheet.
very distinctive tune there. And an, an example almost, referring back to what we were saying earlier, of somebody undermining themselves a little bit there. <laughs> what do you mean? That was, of course, the great uh, French big band leader, pop star, Paul Moriat, who had a huge hit with Love is Blue in 1967. That was, of course, the Luxembourg Eurovision Song Contest entry of that year. I think he, his claim to fame is that he's the only Frenchman. Wow, that is quite a claim to fame. <laughs> In a country of 60 million people, 60 million women and one man. He's the only Frenchman. I'm sure there's a couple of other ones. I can't think of any at the moment. There's one or two. But he's the only French artist to have had a number one hit in the Billboard Hot 100 in the US, which seems extraordinary, but apparently is true. What? What about Charles Asnavar? Well, yeah, exactly. Sheep! I think... I think there's more research is required there. Mm. But um, I suspect he got a little bit fed up of playing that tune because in 1976, he did release that disco version called Love Is Still Blue. <laughs> yeah, the original is, is perhaps a little... I don't want to use the... I don't want to bandy about the term saccharin, <laughs> but, um, but that version... Yes. Crumbs. Mm. It's got it all. It has, yeah. Even a sort of digital-sounding harpsichord. <laughs> I think we might have doubled up on the harpsichord-esque oh. sounds well, in yes. this show. Yes, well, we've, I think we've reached our quota. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like it. <laughs> it's like the audio equivalent of pilchards. <laughs> yes, yes, it has a unique taste to it. You can get that probably on various uh, compilations, but we found that on an album called uh, Disco Jazz from the German Jazz Club series of uh, compilations, and splendid it is too. Mm-hmm. And before that, uh, if you've been listening to the Rainbow Collection, you will be familiar with the work of Death by Chocolate by now. They've done quite a few spoken word pieces on various colours, and that was uh, their tune called Sky Blue from their eponymous album released in 2001, featuring not on that track, but on other tracks, friend of the show, Jez Butler. If you enjoy listening to the show, you can listen to it at projectmoonbase.com. We are also on the Stitcher app. We're also on Mixcloud and, of course, the mighty iTunes. Speaking of which, we have a new review. Oh, yes. This is from Yojin Ijen from the United States of America. And it's a smooth movement from way out. Five stars. <laughs> Erstwhile earthling experts inject the podverse with their exploration of audio oddities from the way out. Excitement abounds in the weekly adventure and topical discourse of our noble hosts. DJ Bongo. I've never been accused of being topical before. <laughs> Discourse of our noble hosts, DJ Bongo Boy and MC Zirconium. Even when experiments go horribly awry, you won't be sorry you tuned in. Well, thank you, yo Jin I Jen. <laughs> well said. Do our experiments go horribly awry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How should I know? I have my mind wiped regularly. Maybe that's what happens when we play too much harpsichord. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I think, look, we got five stars. Let's yes. not look too closely. No, Let's no. not peer too closely into this particular <laughs> horse's mouth. And we'd like to welcome all horses that mm. listen to the show or any other mammals. Any animal or sentient being with ears <laughs> is welcome to listen to Project Moonbase. And listeners, if you would like us to read your review out on the show, then write one over at iTunes. And um, if you've already written one, we thank you. Just keep whispering into the ears of various mammals. <laughs> Do you think fish can hear? Well, we've discussed before how sound travels much further underwater. So yeah, I'm... but that doesn't mean fish can hear, does it? <laughs> that means sound can travel further. <laughs> but anyway, look, if you have a fish tank, just take a deep breath, put your head in there and just go... <laughs> now, dear listener, it's time for us to return once again, as we can't seem to leave this gentleman alone. It's time for another track by... The Herb! Yeah, we're herb botherers. I'm afraid we are. Herb, herb, herb. Can you play it? Can you, herb? 
That's us. <laughs> We've managed to persuade him to uh, play us another little tune on a, another colour theme tune. We've already we actually had a Herb track on our Green show, and this is actually another track written by the same gentleman, Horst Mühlbrat. who obviously had a thing for writing tunes about colours. But anyway, this is from uh, Peter Herbaltzheimer's album, originally Wide Open, and this is a tuner called Blue Dervish.
what can you say? Muscular. He doesn't hang about, does he? <laughs> it's like a musical bear hug. <laughs> ah, crumbs. Now, for uh, a little change of pace, a little change of pace to something a little more um, delicate, perhaps cerebral. Mm. There are a number of famous tracks with Blue in the title. Perhaps this might be one of the most successful. Yes. Because it's Blue Monday. But, mm. of course, we're not going to no. play the original. No, no. And there are a surprising number of cover versions mm. of this track. But this is the one that uh, we like the most because it's probably the most unusual. Mm. Whereas that track is um, super electronic, yeah. this isn't. This is altogether more twinkly, isn't it? It is because mm. it's made by a woman called Hannah Mary Peel who's from Northern Ireland, if you're interested. And she has constructed her rendition of this using music boxes, which she makes herself. Mm, extraordinary. And she also is a trombonist. <laughs> no, there's no trombone on this, which I... Now I've found out that she plays a trombone. I'm, I'm, pine, I'm wishing that she had incorporated trombone into this. But uh, nonetheless, this is from her first EP, and it is Hannah Peel's rendition of Blue Monday. trombone-free uh, work there of <laughs> Anna Peel and her beautiful music box version of uh, Blue Monday. 
She's redeemed it. She has. She's made it into a twinklesome fairy tale. Mm. I think that EP, which is called Rebox, is actually, uh, it was all cover versions of uh, presumably equally uh, bombastic tunes, but given the twinkly treatment. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? Because if you think about New Order, you think about grimness, (laughs) Manchester. Yes. And um, she's removed all of that. She's removed, it's like, I'm going to remove the kind of sadness from that. And and then you're like, oh, that's quite jolly, isn't it? Yeah. Reminds me of that Joy Division. Oh, yes. Transmission on the steel drums. Yeah, transmission on the steel drums from Joy Division. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Let's take all the sort of, I'm about to kill myself out of this. It's quite cheery. (laughs) I don't know. Listeners, maybe you can use that to make your life better in some way. I don't know. (laughs) Now, if that gave you the urge to dance. It did. We may well have the perfect thing for you because it's time for... Thing of the week! We all feel the urge to dance occasionally. Not in public, obviously, because that's a filthy habit. (laughs) Unless you're a professional. Unless Unless you've got years of classical ballet or... Something, you know, I don't know, what, what's the jazz dance, modern? Yes. If you've got training, fine. Or even flamenco or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously normal people. I mean, obviously somebody like myself, I shouldn't try to dance in public. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and although, actually, there is an exemption, and that is if you are a dad, please dance in public. Preferably in front of your children. But wait to the point where they are going to be horribly embarrassed by yes. it. There's no point dancing when they still love you. No. Wait till the teenage years kick in, then get some dad dancing in. The great thing about living in the modern age as well is that uh, now it's much easier to, now you can sort of capture that moment for posterity and and, Mm -hmm. and be completely embarrassed. (laughs) You can put it on Vine. That's right, yeah. Or on um, Instagram, like the lady from last week who mashes her face into bread products. Mm -hmm. I must check that out again. (laughs) If you are going to dance, and particularly if you are going to dad dance in front of your children, Maybe you need some props, and this is the preeminent prop. Oh, yes. I have to say, I've actually always had a... Oh, this is maybe a shameful admission. I've always had a hankering for one of these. <laughs> this, this is this is the K-Play Rainbow, yes, Rainbow Gymnastics Ribbon. Yeah. Well, now you've alerted me to it, I now have a, also have a hankering for it as well. Yeah, because I remember gymnastics... As a child, I remember seeing it. I remember some like tiny Russian women doing it, mm. and they had ribbons. Yeah, and um, they were probably red because they were all Russians, weren't they? <laughs> they were all Russian children. Yeah, forced to dance with ribbons. Dance, dance, dance. <laughs> at four, woken up at four a.m. in the morning, given some Soviet gruel. Yes, and and a ribbon. Mm. But what I didn't realise was it it's not just a ribbon. Oh no, it's got a kind of piece of wire and a little handle as well. It's got a handle, yeah, that's right. You have something to grip onto. Mm. And this one is rainbow coloured, mm. obviously. Why don't you walk us through how you were going to use it? <laughs> well, for my floor routine, no. Uh, <laughs> I have a similar feeling about sparklers as well. It's like being able to sort of create shapes and images in space. In this case, a, a two metre long ribbon. And create all wow. sorts of patterns and squiggles and, and things in midair. So it's a delightful thing to be able to do, I think. I think you need to incorporate this into your daily life. <laughs> On the way to the shops. That's right. Going to a meeting. In fact, instead of just a normal pointer, or why have a laser pointer or a stick <laughs> pointing at pie charts and whatnot, this would be ideal to jazz up any meeting, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's only £1.79 <laughs> with free UK delivery. Wow. Yes, if you go to projectwingbest.com slash blue, and you'll see a link to the K-Play Rainbow Gymnastics Ribbon. Get it. And that just about wraps it up for... 
Thing of the Week! Very silly, and I think probably willfully quite vapid lyrics there. <laughs> Ooh, steady. The great, I think, great Hannah Diamond. It's very nice. It's quite sweet, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, that was a track. Well, this might trigger the colour klaxon, actually, because that was a track called not just blue, but pink and blue. But listeners, I hope you were only listening to the blue part of it. <laughs> but we do have a pink show coming up, don't we? We so do, yes. Go. We're using that track as a sort of teaser. Yeah, there are other colours. There are. Don't just concentrate on blue. Just because we've concentrated on blue here, we are aware there are other colours. But like I said, please make sure that you didn't listen to the pink part of that song. Otherwise, <laughs> your privileges might be revoked. It's as simple as that. Now, yeah, Hannah Diamond, it's quite, it's, it's sweet, but it, it does make me want to kind of worry a chair leg I'm, I'm sort of i'm sort of gripping my jaws onto a chair leg because as long-time listeners may know i have a bit of a problem with a cockney waves mm. if i see a cockney wave if i hear a cockney wave i just want to just run them up a tree any hint of an accent from the southeast of england 
and uh, particularly Cockneys, and you're off. I'm off. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it's the same thing as Postman. <laughs> but I don't like to sink my teeth into a postman as much as I enjoy sinking my teeth into a cockney wave. It's my favourite. <laughs> so it was a, a little bit of trial for me to endure the sweetness of uh, Hannah Diamond without mm. sinking my teeth into her some, in some way. Understandable. Understandable. I know it's a, it's, a, it's a worrying image, listeners, but just it's just I worry I, if I ever meet a, a cockney wave, if one of our listeners is a cockney wave, mm. then I might just have to bite them. <laughs> just a warning. <laughs> Now, that was first released as a single in 2013, but it does also appear on the first album from the label PC Music, PC Music Volume 1, a project from mysterious Svengali figure A.G. Cook. And I think there is a suspicion that most of the bands on that label are, in fact, A.G. Cook. Well, he's got other people involved. It's a good album. It's good fun. It is. We did play another track from that album on our Kauai show, didn't we? We did, yes, that's right. Um, My Slaughter. <laughs> I think we played <laughs> with a track called Bronze, yeah. as I remember. Yes. Now, we've already mentioned there's several very famous tunes with the word blue in the title, and this next one is uh, probably one of the most famous. Uh, this is, of course, the Blue Danube, which is a very well-known tune. Of course, it's a Strauss waltz originally. Yeah, but um, the gentleman in question has improved mm. it considerably, in case you're thinking we're just going into some kind of sedate Viennese, whatever. This yeah. is Esquivel, and he's improved it considerably. He's added everything in there, hasn't he? Nuts, <laughs> yes. raisins, syncopation. He's given it the Esquivel treatment, let's just say that. <laughs> he's put his foot on the Esquivel, improving it considerably. <laughs> yes, this is from Esquivel's 1958 album, Four Corners of the World, with his version of The Blue Danube. Thank you. 
Esquivel there using all the notes. <laughs> and anything else he can get his hands on. Do you just have the feeling that, that Esquivel just says to all the musicians that are involved, just bring everything. Yeah. Bring everything in your house. Bring like a baby, bring a hoover, bring some pots and pans. <laughs> just let's get it all in there. Mm. Splendid. Really roughing up the Blue Danube yeah, yeah. there. I was very pleased to find that because as you were hinting beforehand, it's uh, it's quite hard to find any version of that tune that isn't very soporific indeed, but uh, he rescued it, he rescued it. He really did. <laughs> well, I don't know whether he rescued it, more, more sort of roughed it up. <laughs> anyway, Esquivel. Mm. He, he never disappoints, does he? He certainly doesn't. I have been DJ Buster Catfish Bongo Boy. I hope you ain't got the blues during this week's edition of the show. I have been MC Junior Peg Leg Zirconium, and I hope you managed to do some blue sky thinking. Mm. <laughs> now, we're always in two minds about how to leave you at the end of a show. Sometimes we like to leave you marching forward into the future, punching the air with optimism and purposefulness. Mm. And sometimes we like to leave you <laughs> drifting off into a... Into the middle lane of traffic. Lovely. <laughs> into the middle lane of traffic. Onto the central yes. reservation. We've kind of gone the latter direction. We should warn you, if you are driving... Yeah, pull over. You might wish to either pull over or hit the pause button until you get home. This is actually another late 50s recording, and it's a gentleman we have featured on the show before, Kim Loy Wong, uh, who happens to have his own steel band and released an album in 1959 called Kim Loy Wong and his Wiltwick steel band. And everything on this album is not only quite languid, it also sounds like it's been recorded under several pillows. Oh, I think it sounds like it's been recorded down a well, which has <laughs> pillows on top. <laughs> so, but yeah. that's good. It lends it a certain quality, doesn't you, it? You might even have trouble recognising this tune. It's so submerged. But if you pay very close attention, it will eventually kind of you work out what this is. But we'll help you on your way by telling you that this is Kim Loy Wong's version of Blue Moon. Until next week, dear listener... Blue and blue and blue and blue, blue and blue and blue. Thank you.